Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Holy Hour. This is Gavin. We have a very special episode for you today. Um, actually, we, we, we don't have a guest or a conversation or anything. It's just me talking, but I felt like it was necessary to, um, to get in touch with everybody out there because tomorrow, when this airs, tomorrow, May 10th, is the kickoff of The Cures 2016 world tour right here in these fine united states in new orleans yep tomorrow's the big day so uh we've been waiting a while for this now right i I got my tickets i think like back in like november um so that's a long time to build up suspense man and um and it's been a while on top of that since we've seen the cure or heard any you know substantial news other than these shows going on sale so this is crazy new orleans is where it's at tomorrow night um, as of now, the the um, they're playing two nights at the uh, University of New Orleans Lakefront Arena, um, and the second night is sold out. The Cure website um, has been posting updates on um, how many tickets are roughly available still and which shows are sold out. It's like crazy. A lot of them are already sold out, and that's that's great to hear that they're they're really um, just. You know, people are standing by this and coming to see them. 17 out of 35 uh, is a quick count that I got of how many are sold out. And most of the other ones are all like 300 or less tickets left. Um, And these are huge venues, too. These giant pavilions. You can pack so many people in those things. And um, so it just really says a lot about the band. 37 years in, and they're selling out these mega pavilions and arenas and... um, of course, why wouldn't you go? This is, this is like the best show of the year, I'm sure. So, um, so tomorrow, yeah, it's where it all starts. Like I said, we're going to start seeing a lot of scoop from here in. It's going to be very exciting to be a Cure fan and um, so tempting. Do you check the internet to see scoop on shows before the one you're going to? I don't know. How awesome would it be to like go into your show and have your mind just like totally blown by like some totally obscure song that they're playing or um and maybe there there could be a theme or something going through this set we really don't know anything about why they're doing this tour or i mean other than just they're an awesome band and they want to go on tour but at the same time this is a pretty massive tour they're going you know full on playing all these spots all these dates even got like a whole australian and european leg throughout the year scheduled in there it's the kind of thing you definitely do for a new album so i think everybody was a little you know crossing their fingers and holding their breath that something would pop up at least news wise on his birthday i don't know why we all just kind of made up that that like (laughs) thought that maybe something would appear but um sort of secretly a little let down but we can't get picky about these kind of things you know like we said the band's 37 years in it's amazing they're doing anything so um it's great that they're they're doing this massive tour so uh, all we know is that one sentence from the website where it says there'll be something along the lines of they'll be playing 37 years worth of hits rarities and as of now unreleased songs so what does that mean that's gotta be new stuff so most logically it's uh 
you know, they've got some new material. It's either done and they just want to test it out on the crowd or they're still recording it or they're really testing it out on the crowd to see if it's worth recording. So, so that'll be awesome too. I'd love to hear some new songs. Um, that's always the, the best when the first time you hear a song is live and then you hear it on the record months and months later and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. So, um, hopefully that'll be the case but we really don't know the unreleased songs could be you know the uh outtakes from 413 still that he's been talking about forever so you know that'd be cool too um but really just any excuse to see the cure it doesn't really have to be a new album i think that's great even if they uh don't have any new songs just you know they got so many songs they'll play could play for three hours and i'm still sure there'll be tons that that you'll want to hear that you won't hear so and how cool is that i mean like the idea that you know they've been doing these super long shows for the last i don't know i can't even remember how far back now that uh you know since they started doing these at least two hour plus shows and last time i saw them was like three hours that's great i mean i totally wouldn't fault them if they just started scaling it back to like hour long shows but but uh you know that's just it's just says a lot about Robert Smith and the band in general that they care about the fans getting their money and time's worth and um they just got so many great songs I mean a lot of long ones too so um you know you, you need to cover a lot of ground so uh I don't know I hope that they stick to that uh they said something about like a stage set that's gonna be amazing I don't know if that's ever like been make or break for me if they have a cool set design <laughs> but uh Sure, why not? I don't know what to expect, but going back to my point that, um, you know, the internet, it's a crazy day and age now. As of tomorrow night, as early as tomorrow night, somebody's going to say, these are all the songs they played. Every, like, crazy secret that gets, you know, revealed will be known if we peak. So I don't know. Are there people out there that aren't going to peak? I don't see how you could not. I'm... I wish I had enough willpower, but I think I'm definitely going to check out some set list and see what I'm in for. It's just too exciting not to, you know? So, um, I don't know. I hope we're in for some cool, cool themes and new songs and, you know, just even if they just play the damn greatest hits with some rarities thrown in there and some deep cuts, that's all you need. Sounds like a perfect night to me. But yeah, as these stories are trickling in, you know, it's, I think it's great to be doing this podcast at the same time. And um, I'm really excited to just uh, incorporate that into our episodes. I want to keep things fairly regular here as far as, you know, tracking people's cure stories down. And even if they have nothing to do with the new stuff or the old stuff or whatever. But um, I definitely want to sprinkle in updates on how this tour is going. So um, if you've been listening, I'd love to hear your stories of a show. Um, Feel free to to uh, record yourself just doing a memo into your phone and then email it to me. We'll um, incorporate it and put it into an episode. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Uh, just a quick, you know, opinion of the show or how it went. Um, that would be cool. Just have little updates. If you don't want to speak or anything, I would rather write something. You can just email it to me and I'll uh, read it for you too. So that'd be cool. I'm kind of along those lines and I don't know if I'm officially talked to her long enough to um to disclose it but i think it's in the works and we're going to try to do something but um there's a really cool cure fan out there um 
that's making a documentary, a Cure fan documentary, and uh, she's been working on it for, from what I gathered, since the Blood Flowers tour. But I think there's, it goes a lot further back before that, being a Cure fan and stuff. But actual footage that she's, you know, been traveling around and filming stuff and um, putting it together. And I think the plan is she's gonna see a bunch of the shows on this tour too, and either add to that. Um, or just further try to get this documentary. It sounds like it's in post-production right now, but um, it's called Push, and the website is curefandocumentary.com, and I'll put a link for that up at the Facebook. But um, we've been talking a little bit, and um, she's going to hopefully report in from the shows like I've been asking you guys to do too and, um, and uh, give us the rundown of what she's seeing out there. And she says she has friends sprinkled around the U.S. that are um, – going to report to her so she can report to us and we're going to join forces here and um try to give you the best cure coverage of this tour as we can and uh she sounds like just the person to do it i'm really excited and hope hope we can uh get this rolling and um i think her documentary looks amazing too so check out that website and and uh definitely see what you can do to help as far as donations to get it finished up you know making these films and such get expensive and distribution and stuff i'm not sure where she's at exactly with it but i'm sure she could use a few bucks to make it you know fleshed out and uh get it out there to you guys because i know i'd love to see it so along those lines um i was thinking a good way to fill in this episode with some more cure talking and since we're on the the concert theme um thought I'd do a quick rundown of the Cure's official live albums for you. There really aren't that many. When I looked at the list, it seems like a lot of their live history has been well documented throughout the years. Um, but as far as actual live albums, there's only um, five of them, really. Um, and that's weird, because they've, they've put out tons of DVDs, live DVDs, and when you look at the whole package, um, it seems like there's a lot of live stuff out there. Um, countless bootlegs and such that are fairly easy to track down if you get into that world. I really need to reorganize my bootlegs, by the way. They're uh, they a bit messy when I was looking through my files the other night. But yeah, so many great ones out there scanning, spanning the whole spectrum of their career. And uh, But yeah, as far as the actual live albums, there's only Concert, which came out in 84, and Treat, which technically came out in uh, 1990 um show in paris which were for the wish tour in 92 and then the best of a one that came out in 2011 so i'll do a quick rundown of those and um yeah like i said it's it's weird and with the deluxe reissues there's a lot of live stuff on like the bonus discs and stuff with those but yeah as far as actual official live albums just those five which is a little surprising when I listed them all out and put them together. But, um, yeah, so quick rundown. If you're not familiar with those, um, uh, I'll just give you the quick review in my opinion for them. Um, I think they're all great. As anyone that's a Cure fan, I think, knows that there's like they're a special live band because they're, one, just amazing live. Um, but, two, they really capture, like, I don't know. I mean, it's almost hard to describe why they're so good live, too. Because it's not like they're like a huge, like, pump you up, like, kind of... I mean, he just gets up there and kind of stands in the same spot. And then nobody's really jumping around a lot besides, like, Simon, maybe. And, like, 
you know, the sets are cool, like I said, and it's just, but for some reason, like the best live band you can think of, and the best I can narrow it down to is that they, they one, just sound great because of all those, like, great little elements that make their song so good, all the layers and everything, and then just seeing them do that live, it's like watching, like, this really intricate machine working at the same time, and, but it's cool because they always change it, they don't change it, but it doesn't sound exactly like the recordings, you know? And because it can be kind of a drag sometimes when you see a band and they're too good live, if you know what I mean, like where they sound exactly like the record. It's like, cool, you're able to nail it. But at the same time, it's like, eh, it's the same damn thing, really. But there's something about, you know, a lot of it, I think, is just the little phrasings or whatever that Robert will change up the way he sings it a bit or it just sounds live you know and, and really doesn't really do it justice uh but for some reason i've just always thought that they you know a lot of their songs almost even sound better live and and on these live recordings you'll kind of see you know my opinions of these but um yeah i mean and it's it's just something cool and i'm glad that they've documented them with the live dvds and vhs's and such um but we'll talk about those after I do a quick rundown of these albums. So um, let's start at the top. Oh, almost a pun. In 1984, they put out a uh, live album called Concert. And um, this was for the top tour and uh, their first official live album. And um, this was a weird one because as a kid, I had trouble tracking this one down. Um uh, around you know late 80s and such I, I couldn't really check it I had a the poster of it that said concert curiosity and I could never figure out what the curiosity part of it was um, and I eventually got the CD and it's just a you know a 10 track live album which is always a little underwhelming too at that point like having seen in orange and stuff and um, you know, 10 tracks out of a Cure live show is just kind of a small snippet, really, you know? And, um, and yeah, so I wasn't ever blown away by this one, but it was cool to hear it live. And um, eventually found out that the cassette of it, the, the B-side, uh, is the Curiosities part. And um, I never had the cassette, but it had uh, rarities on it, and that was the Curiosity part, I guess. Um, and a lot of those have resurfaced on the bonus disc of the reissues um in later recent years here um so yeah it's uh basically the concert was on the first side of the cassette and then the curiosities part which would be cool to track that down um even though just for collector's reasons but anyway uh the concert part of it's real good it's um the lineup from 84 which is kind of a weird cure lineup with andy anderson on drums um no simon on bass it's a very short Blip in the Cure's history there that doesn't have Simon. Uh, Phil Thornley's playing bass. Um, first first appearance of Poro on guitar and keyboard and sax. And um, it's basically what you would expect from an 84 set list. Um, track listing being Shake Dog Shake, Primary, Charlotte Sometimes, Hanging Garden, Give Me It, The Walk, 100 Years, Forest, 1015, and Killing an Arab. Um, surprisingly no boys don't cry on there which is a little weird um but yeah pretty cool and it kind of you see it as a, a precursor to in orange almost like in head on the door in the sense that they're definitely getting sharper live at this point and 
and uh, getting away from like the gloomy era. There's aside from primary, there's nothing really heavy faith related, um, even pornography. Although a bit surprising that Hanging Gardens on there because that was one they don't do live a ton. I'd say um, maybe around this time more frequently, but um, you know, a hundred years is always fairly much a staple you know but um yeah for the most part it's kind of like a in orange snippet without the head on the doorness to it so uh so yeah it's cool i definitely recommend it but um wouldn't say it's probably their best live one in my opinion so moving on from that we don't have an official live release until entreat which came out in 90 and that one's kind of weird because it's all disintegration stuff and um this one was kind of weird too. That I didn't have an official. It, it was it had like a strange release where it was only like a import. Uh, you could only get it as like an import CD, and then um, a, and then like pieces of it, you know, different variations of the tape, I guess. And um, and officially came out again as a bonus disc on the reissue of Disintegration, which was awesome. They included that and the whole basically version of it's just all Disintegration live which is really cool. The original release of Entreat left out about four songs, I think. Um, so it left out like Lullaby and Plain Song and a few others. Um, it's cool. And it was great because, you know, that's like the Cure totally hitting their stride uh, for the Disintegration Tour. Um, just amazing live sets. I mean, that album is just so intricate and like layered beautifully. And I mean, just as an album, it's such a complete piece of art you know and then just seeing them being able to nail it live you know there's no hiccups in the guitar parts and all the billion little riffs going on and stuff i mean they're just fucking killing it at this point and um it sounds amazing there's a few on entreat that are arguably kind of cooler than the disintegration and and you know considering it's definitely my favorite cure album and uh, a lot of other people's so that says a lot, you know. Um, I felt like, in particular, uh, Prayers for Rain sounds killer on that. It's so good that when he holds out the long note at the end there, just like really can feel it in his vocals on all of them, but that one in particular. And the song disintegration, too, when he's just blasting through the part where it sounds like he's about to hyperventilate and pass out. But um, it just really feel the passion in, in, in his voice and those um close down sounds really tight live um so yeah so it's it's just them kicking in on all cylinders as they say and um definitely worth checking out it was a weird one as a kid i didn't really have it either i, uh, I remember donald got an import version of it i guess and i just copied off him and i never really had any desire to get it all out of it because um the catch was that most of them were also released as the live tracks on the singles so if you bought like the cd single uh, for pictures of you it had like three of them on that and then like two more were on the lullaby cd single so you pretty much and considering they left a few off of entreat even i think there was only like two on entreat like a live version of fascination street or something that definitely there was no shortage of that around that time where you know you could find even pre-internet days it was pretty easy to track down bootlegs and stuff like that that was Starting to get into that time frame, too, of those Italian import bootlegs and stuff. I don't know if all record stores had those, but um, by the 90s in, in particular, you could, like, 
pay some absurd amount for some like fairly crappy quality bootleg and um and i had a ton of cure ones like that and uh yeah so entreat is probably the best one out of all these live albums just because the songs are so good and they're just really killing it at that point in their career um so yeah but i mean it is a little more narrow because it's all just disintegration there's no um, a lot of times live albums like the double is best those two you know uh, like a good way to just kind of do a retrospective of their whole career and just different cool versions so so it kind of lacks in that regards you know if you want to hear disintegration a lot of times you just put on disintegration but just listening back to these today um to get some fresh ideas in my head i was surprised how much I, I loved it i was digging it i was like oh man i forgot yeah these are just killing it every little guitar part was just nailing it and there's so many cool little intricate parts like i said so uh moving on from entreat then we have 92 these are the two main ones i think that everybody knows when you think of live cure albums for the wish tour they put out show and these were put out in the same month in october of 92 um show came out and then another album called Paris. And I thought it was cool in particular, um, if anyone isn't familiar with the way, or at least how it was when it passed through our town, they played two nights in the DC area. And I think I talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, but um, we had tickets for one of the nights, one of the two nights, and um, and I saw the show, and it was pretty much show, the, the DVD, or the uh, VHS and the soundtrack here. Uh, where it's basically Wish with Greatest Hits sprinkled into it, um, which is an amazing set. Some of these are arguably, you know, if not better than the albums too. There's so many good ones on here, and just, you know, having those Greatest Hits sprinkled around the highlights of Wish make for an amazing album. Uh, I was listening to this today too, and surprised at how just fucking killing it they were. Just that lineup, I think this is their, their golden era for sure. Um, Main highlight of show for me is um, a, a night like this. It just sounds so much better without that sax solo. And Pearl's just tearing it up with his guitar solos on these. Um, even doing the Unstuck, I didn't realize how much he was just friggin' shredding it and doing all kinds of cool wall of sound stuff on, uh, from the edge of the deep green sea and never enough. Like, he's just, just laying it out there. The live version of Just Like Heaven, too, on this one is amazing. So... Um, but the cool thing was going back to my the two nights that we saw them. The first night was show, and the second night basically I had friends that went to that one, and they came back. You know, I was thinking they'd just do the same set pretty much, but um, they played a whole weird set for the second night, which really killed me because I was like, oh, I should have gone to both. But um, they played a lot of the darker stuff and earlier stuff. If you have Paris, and that's what Paris is, um, I'm this was recorded in paris of course but they kept the same formula i guess going but um figurehead 100 years night like this or uh, not a night like this at night play for today apart in your house uh love song catch letter to elise dressing up charlotte sometimes and close to me so um around that era you weren't hearing at night and in your house very often um even catch was hard to get like a good you know quality live version of um, something so this was pretty cool because it was a little more deep cuts and a little darker and just like a great companion live album to go with show too so that one-two punch is just like oh man so 
any like real Cure fan probably goes back and forth each day which one they like better. But um, yeah, pretty awesome. Cool idea, man. And then we wouldn't have another live one until 2011. So good God, that's a lot of years. They put out some live DVDs and such in between then, but um, yeah, 2011, fairly recently, um, at the festival. Still not quite sure what all that is, but just some mega festival up in Toronto, I think, or somewhere in Canada. Um, this one's weird, um, and I kind of griped about it. I think maybe in the very first episode we did, but um, just where I felt like the sound quality isn't really. It sounds a little bit more like a soundboard recording, you know, where like the drums sound a little like. Doof. I don't know. It definitely doesn't sound like it has like the work put into it, like show and um, entreat and stuff. But it's two disc worth and tons of cool songs on there. Um, just kind of spanning their whole career, probably like a little bit more of what we're in for um, coming up on this tour, where it's just everything from you know uh, old ones. Like I don't know. There's a few rare ones like Caterpillar is pretty cool. You don't hear that live very often. And jumping someone else's train, grinding halt on there even um but then you know it's got like the only one and and uh end of the world and push stuff like that so there's some it's just a great just a great list of, of songs and um i i dig it uh and it for how quick it popped up too i think that kind of explains why it isn't super polished like the cover is just kind of like a shot of the crowd and looks a little bit like a bootleg almost but um it didn't get a huge push behind it or anything, so I think they kind of just put it together quick and put it out there, and I'll take it, you know, instead of having to wait all these years or whatever, you know, just if it just came together and they put it out, that works for me. So it's pretty cool. His voice sounds great on it. Um, yeah, so it kind of just gives you a better, better uh, perspective of what they sound like live now. So, uh, yeah, so I recommend that one. If you uh, just kind of want more of a greatest hits kind of best uh, best of live too, so it doesn't really capture the time period so much as uh, like the wish ones and entreat, and even concert to a certain degree. But uh, those are the the official live ones. My favorite eh, today I'm saying entreat, but technically show just because it's closest to the set list of the first time I saw them in '92 for the Wish tour. That that show is pretty pretty uh hard to argue with with how awesome that one sounds and and along those lines i guess it's worth mentioning like i said uh, a lot of live stuff was put out on dvds and vh vhs tapes over the year um in orange being probably the most favorite amongst fans i'd say uh for head on the door tour in 85 might have been closer to 86 when in orange came out i guess um show i think is the only one that really doubles up with the release of the the audio and the actual video so um, that one and then there's a cure festival one which is a later years one which is really cool and um oh trilogy too that's like the mega must have for cure fans where they play pornography disintegration and blood flowers all really well done and um production's great on it and um you just put that on on a on a quiet night turn off all the lights it's so good you're right there with the cure so uh, definitely check out that. And there's a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of bootlegs out there. There's been EPs and like AOL sessions of live stuff. So there's tons of live stuff out there. So I was just kind of looking at the first, you know, the four, 
four to five official live albums. So, uh, so yeah, go check out some Cure Live stuff to get pumped up for the live shows. And um, on top of that, I don't really have too much to share with you guys. Um, if you think my opinions are way off, I'd love to hear what your favorite Cure Live albums are or live songs from those albums, which ones you think may even be better than the new originals um, on the actual albums. Um, any of that stuff, contact us in all the usual spots on Instagram where the Holy Hour podcast uh, where we post updates on new episodes, cure pictures, and just little tidbits here and there. So uh, feel free to contact us there. And there's a Facebook group page now where we uh, will post the episodes and use the comment thread as a way where you can get in touch with us. And I can put supplemental material in there too. So I'll put a link to uh, Arusha's um, cure documentary that she's working on. And um, hopefully we'll get the hear more as that progresses too um aside from that just email any stories to me or anything that you need to get in touch with me you can email me directly at gavin connor the connor part is c-o-n-n-e-r so gavin connor at gmail.com and it should be on the itunes page there so while you're in itunes subscribe and um leave us a, a comment rank us tell us that this is horrible but tell us why, and that's always important. Uh, we'll take it all. Um, so we'll see you at the shows. Like I said, I'll be at the Charlotte one with Donald and Matt, and um, we'll uh, gonna still try to figure out ways to record some people. So if you want to meet up and uh, do a quick talk for the for the episode, we're going to record some pregame stuff before the show in Charlotte, and um, I'll also be at Atlanta, but with my lovely wife, so we'll just be hanging out at that one. So give me a shout. Um, I'd love to cross paths and uh, love to hear your stories from the tour as it starts tomorrow. So everybody in New Orleans, consider yourselves the lucky ones. And um, we can't wait to hear how it goes. And treat them well. Get them rolling on a good note. Clap extra loud. And um, yeah, here we go. All the fun is just starting. So uh, check back in a couple weeks. We'll have a new episode for you and hopefully some new live updates. Thanks for listening. Talk hard.